McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The most fun me in the morning. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, just another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is great all the time and all the time. God is great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Senior Pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas. Pastor Haynes, love you, man. Good morning. Love you, Ricky Smiley. Good morning. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm blessing highly favored, man. Always looking forward to I can't tell you how many emails and texts we get about that word you give every morning. And thank you for waking up so early to join us. Oh, man, it's my honor, my pleasure. Listen, Rick, today, I simply want to remind us that when people are fickle and life is frustrating, just remember God is faithful. Faithful is our God, is how Hezekiah Walker puts it. And so since God is faithful, it just lets you know that whenever life is frustrating, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? The same God that brought you through last time, is going to keep you in the present. God is faithful even when life is frustrating. God is faithful even when people are fickle. I've discovered that God will allow some people to walk out on you so that God can make room for the right people to step in your life because when others walk out, that's when God steps up and comes in. And so know that God is faithful. Faithful is our God. That's the means finally that whenever you are going through, that's when God specializes in coming through. God comes through and heals you when you're broken. God comes through and raises you when you've been knocked down. God comes through and prepares the table before you in the presence of folk that can't even stand you. The Mm. good news is we serve a God who is faithful. Faithful is our God. I know that's right. That's a good word, Pastor Haynes. And, uh, and we're about to play this uh, Hezekiah Walker right here. Faithful is our God. All right, let's go. Love you, Pastor Haynes. Love you, Ricky. Have a great one, bro. Hey, you too. Here we go. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Yes, good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Thursday morning news. Peyton Gendron, who pleaded guilty to murdering 10 people in a supermarket in Buffalo last May, was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole yesterday. Gendron admitted that he drove 300 miles with an AR-15 rifle to carry out the attack in a black neighborhood. Erie County Judge Susan Egan Egan had this to say at his sentencing. There is no place for you or your ignorant, hateful, and evil ideologies in a civilized society. There can be no mercy for you, no understanding, no second chances. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community. You will never see the light of day as a free man ever again. 
Gendron, who is 19 years old, apologized, saying, I can't believe I actually did it, and pointed to online extremism that influenced his actions. Sadly, there's more gun violence to report this morning. One person was killed and three others were injured in a shooting last night at a mall in El Paso, Texas. The Cielo Vista Mall is adjacent to the Walmart store where a shooting in 2019 killed 23 people and wounded more than 20 others. One suspect is in custody and a second still may be at large. Lastly, Lamar Johnson, now 50 years old, walked away a free man yesterday after 20 years in prison for a murder he always insisted he didn't commit. Johnson got help in proving his innocence from the Innocence Project and the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office. Missouri Circuit Judge David Mason overturned Johnson's conviction in this week. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick rundown of stories we're following this morning. For more news and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? What's up, man? Kansas City Chiefs celebrated their Super Bowl 57 victory with a massive parade. A lot of beer chugging out there, man, on the floats. Having a great time with all the Chiefs fans. Yes, indeedy, big time. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs nation one more game. Tiger Woods returns to the golf course at the Genesis Invitational today. He will be teeing off 3.04 p.m. Eastern Time, his first PGA Tour event in seven months. Yes, indeedy. Prosecutors dropped a domestic violence case against former University of Texas men's basketball head coach Chris Beard. The felony charge of assault by strangulation and suffocation uh, cannot, uh, couldn't be proven beyond reasonable doubt. So they dropped the cases. So... My thing is, is it gonna, are they going to hire him back to the basketball staff? Or is he going to just have to go get another job somewhere else? It is what it is, man. We'll keep you posted on that. That's my quick updated sports report real fast. Gary, what's the team? What's up, big dog? All right, y'all. Everybody's talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, y'all. They released to the world the other day that they are now sporting commitment tattoos. Now, Jennifer Lopez is wearing her commitment tattoo on the side, like on her side, and he's wearing his, like, from lower under his arm. It almost looks like it's under his armpit, and they have the little initials J and B under, man. Everybody's just talking about it and saying how wonderful it looks and how excited they are about it. But my thing is, if you're married, why do you need a commitment tattoo? You don't need one. You already committed. I would have thought... And you know, and then some people say, "Honey, um, um, Ben Affleck, honey, is cheating." Um, Jennifer Lopez, she's crazy because his ex-wife name is Jen. So if him and Jennifer Lopez was divorced, he could still have. Oh, his no. <laughs> well, you you put anything together, once. Oh. Well, Rick, I mean, so honey, so she crazy, honey. So he fixed up. He said, "Yeah, we could go, honey. You could go on, honey." And I'm gonna still have the initials of my ex-wife and me on it, so nobody gonna lose there. So, but congratulations to them and their commitment tattoos. I think more people should get commitment tattoos to let the world know who they really belong to. All right. The color today is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, is winter ash. On the high end, you say winter ash, and on the low end, you say beautiful gray. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, y'all, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Time for the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is The Hot Spot, where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. During an interview with British Vogue, Rihanna revealed that she didn't know about her pregnancy when she agreed to perform at the Super Bowl. Riri, boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, and their son are all on the cover of the March 2023 issue of the magazine. She also discussed her first nine months as a mother, saying, Oh my God, it's legendary. It's everything. You don't really remember life before, and it's the craziest thing ever. She 
continued. You literally try to remember it, and there's photos of my life before, but the feelings, the desires, the things that you enjoy, everything, you just don't identify with because you don't even allow yourself to mentally get that far because it just doesn't matter. Rihanna also revealed that she plans to release new music this year, but she also made this commitment before knowing she was pregnant. So she explained that I wanted to be this year. Like, honestly, it would be ridiculous if it's not this year. Moving on, Tyler Perry has landed in the top five on Forbes 2022 list of highest paid entertainers. Now, the 53-year-old snagged the number three spot on the 2022 chart, making him the only billionaire on the list. Perry made $175 million last year. And in other Tyler Perry news, his film complex in Atlanta has caused property values in the area to jump up, and that means higher taxes. But it's putting a squeeze on older, low-income residents and making it harder for them to keep their homes. So, of course, in Tyler Perry style, he's shelling out $750,000 to keep them in their homes, and it'll cover the tax increase for the next 20 years. Wow. Okay. He's also kicking in another $500,000 for the next four years for a total donation of $2.75 million. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's how you do it. Man, wow. that he, he he's just my hero. I yeah, mean, cause cause he, he got it and he 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 helps people do, do the right you know? thing with it. Yeah, like who would do that? Like that's just so amazing. Nobody would even nobody would even think to do it, Brent. How about that? Right, I know nobody would care to do it. They would be greedy and they would just. Do it, spend their money. Yeah, spend their money on whatever else they wanted to spend it on. All right, y'all, last but not least, thanks to the Grammy Awards, Lizzo uh, has now met all members of Destiny's Child and told them personally what an inspiration they've been thus far. Uh, She had a set goal to tell every member of the group that she saw, then perform at Walmart in the fifth grade and even skip school to do it. After telling Beyonce from the Grammy stage, you've changed my life, she later was introduced to Kelly Rowland at an after-party dinner. She says that the first member she met was Michelle Williams, and that was years ago at Bonnaroo. Group photos were taken on social media last week, and she is very, very happy. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note, but coming up next, we got Special K with the news you can't use. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. You liar! I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. (laughs) All right, y'all, Special K got news and positivity. Absolutely cannot use. What up, K? Hey, man, I'm just, uh, I'm really excited, man, coming back from a really good meeting uh, with a major uh, greeting card company. Just, I've been keeping it under wraps, didn't want to really speak on it until it looked like things are going to be happening. And uh, I'm really excited about this, man. Uh, it's an idea that I had uh, a while back, and I finally brought it to fruition. And in this week of love, I think now is the appropriate time to go ahead and, and let the world know. Side chick greeting cards. <laughs> it's about to be a thing. And uh, I just have a few samples of what uh, what I propose to the company and uh, what we're thinking about doing next February 15th. So, Super Dave, if you could, give me some appropriate. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Whitney Houston, the first side chick song. A lot of people didn't know it was a side chick song. Here's some of the titles for some of the, some of the uh, front, front cover for some of these uh, side chick <laughs> greeting cards. It's so good when we hang out, even though you know the deal, that you're really a convenience, and I don't love you for real. Wow. You're special to me when we smash is the bomb, but you do know you'll never meet my kids or my mom. (laughs) Here's another one. Yeah, and here's another one. I love what you do for me in between the sheets and for acting like you don't know me when you see me in the streets. (laughs) 
n- n- the card don't open or nothing. It's just on the frame. It's just like a. No, it opens card. up and then you, and you put a little gift card or something in there. You know, you want to be respectful. It's great you're the side piece. <laughs> it's great you're the side piece. For me, it's a sweet deal to get them draws when I want them, no matter how you might feel. Um, <laughs> our relationships. Here's one, Maria. Our relationship's wrong, according to marriage law. You may not be the main dish, so I call you my coleslaw. Oh. <laughs> no one likes coleslaw. <laughs> Hooking up behind closed doors gives us such a thrill. Our sneaky links be on point when I got a free hour to kill. <laughs> okay. What's the appropriate gift card for a side chick? No more than $50, <laughs> depending on your income level. Now, if you make if you make under thirty five thousand dollars a year, under forty thousand dollars, then twenty five dollars is acceptable. If you make between fifty and a hundred thousand, fifty dollars is the max. But if you're a high income earner, it can't be you from nowhere go, like like Best Buy, Neiman Marcus. No, 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 no. You keep it very generic. You go with a Visa gift card. That Visa, uh, just a, <laughs> the one that be at the counter. Yeah, yeah, just just a yeah. well, Walgreens, uh, CVS. So they can spend it uh, anywhere, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So they can spend it anywhere on anything they want. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Though we smash weekly because you're hard to resist. Don't call it love making because we never kiss. <laughs> you oh, you don't. You don't. Do you kiss uh, the side chick? You don't, no, you don't. No, you shouldn't. It, 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 and if you do, it has to be like a pet. Yeah. No, that one, that no, one lady, lady yeah, don't no tongue, no closing your eyes and no rolling yeah, women, your head back and forth. Women want to know, did you kiss her? <laughs> no, no, because once you kiss her, then <laughs> that's a whole nother relationship. Oh, but it's okay to do all the other stuff. Yeah, you do all the other just, stuff. Just don't oh, kiss her. Yeah, okay, yeah, as long as you don't it. kiss Got it. As long as you don't yeah, kiss just, good. Yeah, the other stuff just burning calories. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is that Another black history spotlight. It was October 1962 when James Meredith was widely recognized as the first African-American admitted to the University of Mississippi at Oxford. However, most don't know the story that occurred about 10 days prior when 18-year-old Willie L. Grimes was enrolled in classes as a white student. Now, Willie had been born a colored boy, as it said on his birth certificate, and up to two weeks prior to enrollment had lived as such until a severe whooping by his grandmother, Beulah Hunter, who had followed through with her threat to beat the black off his ass. The whooping was so thorough that Willie's blackness did not return to his body until second semester his sophomore year. Today's Spotlight in Black History, Beulah Hunter and Willie Leonard Grimes. I guess you were the first one to say it. You never and, got uh, threatened with that rock? Yeah, no, yeah, hell no. Yeah, Beat the black off you. My grandma was so said, And, Ooh, and what was the name? You hey. said Mr. Grimes was the first? No, uh, uh, Beulah Hunter. She was the first. Uh, she she followed the through that threat to beat the black off him, and he, he was able to enroll as a white student. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and this lasted until his second semester sophomore year. Yeah. Man, go on, man. I don't know what happened to him after Bruh, that. Bruh, go on, man. Yeah, go on. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Thursday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news. Y'all, Larsa Pippen and Michael Jordan Jr.'s son, Michael Jordan's son at least, Marcus, y'all, they're back in the news again. It's being reported, y'all, that they're saying that Marcus and um, Larsa, honey, are planning on having a child together. 
Now they're saying, y'all, that you know, Larsa is definitely wants another child, and they're saying that she would love to have one for Marcus and what have you. They're saying they're planning on their new pregnancy to be a key storyline, y'all, on a new season of Real Housewives of Miami, which is going to start filming in about a month. Now they're saying that the insider said, y'all, who, that, who works with Bravo Reality Series, explained, y'all, that Larsa is only 48 years young, and she definitely wants to have another child before it's too late. Now they're also saying, y'all, that Larsa visited a fertility doctor, and um, she still hasn't enough eggs y'all to have a successful pregnancy. Now, Marcus, um, you know, their relationship, they're saying is very interesting, and they're saying that it progressed y'all very quickly, which it looked like it really did, because I mean, all of a sudden, you just looked up, they were dating, first of all, people were saying, and they were putting out there that they were friends, and now, honey, they're out there kissing and carrying on with each other and stuff, and they're saying- He's like, Marcus and who? Marcus and Larsa, that's Scottie Pippen's um, ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, there's, and they definitely want you, but why Marcus always look just he don't look mature enough. He just could you always see him with a damn hat on backwards, and she looking like honey, um, like a blow his, up doll. Like his sexy auntie, like he looked like he hanging out with his yeah, his yeah, auntie. Yeah, he might, and, and, he might like him like that. Some of them they be liking him like that. Like yeah, but I want wonder what Juanita, his mama, think about that. I mean, Larson, old honey, is dust messing with that young boy and stuff, and and, and then Scotty was family friends of the family. I could have sworn at one point. And now, honey, they. Uh, yeah, Scotty was, was like uncle to Marcus. Yes. Right. It was and like he was. Larson Lark, be wearing them Jordans, too, boy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But so anyway, they plan on having a child together. They want to want a child with him or what have you. But Marcus doesn't really have money, money, though, I don't think, huh? No. I mean, that's his, his dad's dad money. Got money. Yeah. So. Do no, you know what he I'm, does for a living? No. Nope. No, she asked him a question. I don't oh, know. No, what he does. I don't know. You know, unless he worked for the daddy company, looked like I thought I heard that at one point. Yeah. One, some of the company, I think I did hear that, but yeah, <laughs> but crazy. but congratulations to him. I mean, you know, she's gonna have, you know, she have all those kids. Oh, I don't know, child. But anyway, congratulations, Marcus and Larson, honey, on Ooh. their child. They decided to have one together. Mm. All right, moving on in other celebrity news. Speaking of child, y'all, R&B singer D'Angelo, honey, you remember he was that soul sensation and the beautiful Miss Angie Stone, honey. They were a hot couple, y'all, back in the um 2000. Well, now they're saying, you know, during that relationship, you know. The two talented entertainers brought a son into the world, you know. Angie and um, D'Angelo had a son together. Now they're oh, saying that. Oh, I didn't that know son- that. Oh, yeah, they have a son. Yeah. Now he's all grown now, and he's going by the name of Swaybo Twain. Now they're saying he's embarking on definitely a music career, and they're saying his music sounds pretty good, honey. I well, bet. yeah, they say it really sounds good, but honey, Ricky, Black Twitter is out there, honey, and Black Twitter is living. Mm-hmm. They're saying, honey, first of all, honey, um, why was Swayboy even sing, honey? They say he's too fat. They're saying he's big and fat, and they say, honey, look like he ate all the sugar, honey, the brown sugar. So, oh, you he know, can slam down. Yeah, but he here's what Angie, yeah, he can handle stomach. They say if he ate all that brown sugar, but look what Angie had to say. He used us, mm-hmm. and he shied away from it for, for many years because he didn't want to be judged because of D'Angelo, because of him, who he is and what he looks like. And his mom was Angie Stone. I think he was afraid that people would not really look at his gift. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, he was just in the shadows. It's sad, yeah. Rick. They've been fat shaming him and whatever. And, you know, I mean, he looks just like his daddy and his mama, you know, to me. But, you know, people, you know, black Twitter is black Twitter, honey. I mean, and it's just a big mess, though. I mean, because why would people, I mean, his music sounds good. Why would they judge him because of the way he looks, honey? They they're just, how they are, they just mean. Yeah, very mean. mean. I mean, I mean, yes, it, I mean, being big, ain't nothing wrong with being big. It ain't like he on my 600-pound life TV show. <laughs> 
Exactly. One way he can't get up out the bed and, and exactly. fry chi- frying chicken uh, on the nightstand. I just can't stop eating. <laughs> Lord, but anyway, honey. So I hope he do well, Suave, honey. Twain does well because I just said his music sounds good. And like I said, you somebody see, said. You got a picture? Yeah, they got a picture of him, baby. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, overweight, you know, plus size singers. Yeah, Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah, yeah Lizzo like, was one, though. But what does his size uh, have to do with him sing- singing? Let me see. Exactly, you know. So, I mean, honey. Oh, he's going to do good. Oh. He is going to do good. So congratulations to Suevo on Twain, y'all. All right, the color today is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, is winter ash. On the high end, you say winter ash, and on the low end, you say beautiful gray. That's your color for today. All right, y'all, give it up again with the team. I would like to send a big, big, big wake up to the Harley, Slaughter, Jeffersons, and Hankins. Wake up, wake up, all the way from Fort Lauderdale. This is really real cold to wake up, Miss Jane. Miss Jane, I hope you got those three packs of peppermints that I sent you for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Call up Greenwood, South Carolina. Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is April in Durham, North Carolina, and I want to wake up the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We love y'all. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. This is the Sledgehammer from Birmingham, Alabama. Want to wake up all the truck drivers this morning. Wake up and get the packages where they're going. Info, I'm out of here. Steve, wake up. Hey. Wake up. Wake up. In Shreveport, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Where you at, Jackson? Wake up. Savannah, wake up. In Charleston, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, appreciate it, Brent. You're welcome, Rick. Hey. You know, I, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I just kind of noticed, uh, you know, on uh, today's society, how, uh, uh, Brett, you probably can really, really relate to this because we always have private conversations about this. Uh, you, you know, just how, um, and what I want to talk about this morning is uh, apology, uh, sincere, genuine apology, you know, uh I had made a made a comment on Facebook one time, uh, made a joke about a barbershop that I, you know, get my hair cut in uh, or whatever. And it was in a bad area or whatever. And just kind of grouped in the barbershop with the crimes in the area. Uh, and, and I was uh, and, and, and one of the barbers uh, hit me up on Facebook and, and, and I said, you know what, brother, you are absolutely right. I was wrong about that. Uh, uh, and, and I went and made another Facebook post uh, apologizing to each and every barber in that barbershop uh, who I absolutely love, like brothers who have been nothing but nice to me and my kids um, or, or whatever. And, I, just, you know, in the way I handled that and I sent them lunch uh, the next day and it, it starts with me uh, uh, knowing who you are. But but it's it's so crazy how society always try to set you up to dictate how mad to get or how long to be mad for. 
they never look they never look at what was done to you or how something made you feel but like you know the manipulation words like uh oh you still on that absolutely absolutely i'm on it i'm on it uh, i'm still on that uh until i die until you correct it uh, or whatever now i might not be mad about it i might not hate you anymore for it or, or however way i felt about it but uh it's always good to correct uh, uh, when when you have wronged somebody or made them feel a certain way and sit down and have a conversation because nothing, uh, it's like somebody stand you up on a date and then hit you up uh, six months later. Uh, hey, big head, as if nothing happened. I'm always stuck right there where we left off, right there or whatever, and ready to sit down and have a conversation about what happened before we move on. You can't move on to nothing else until the issue is resolved. Until the issue is corrected or whatever, because what happens is if you do move on next time you get mad about something, your anger is going to be triple because the first issue never got resolved. Brad, am I am I on 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 point with this? Absolutely. You, you know, and and and, and 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 I just hate the manipulation of of people will shy away from you because you reject a friend or colleague or family member for what they did to you. Uh, and, 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 and one thing, black folks, we love to use the word y'all. If I'm walking, if I'm walking across the street and Brett walking across the street and I pop Brett upside the head and, and, and somebody sit down and say, Hey, come on, y'all. It ain't no y'all. How is it y'all when I popped her upside the head? And that's just the easy way out, uh, uh, of trying to get people together without addressing the real issue. And the real issue is me, Ricky Smiley popping brat upside the head and the conversation is why did you pop her upside the head as opposed to punishing her for being mad for 10 years for me popping her upside the head nobody asked her how she felt how me popping upside the head made her feel i'm just using that as an analogy is, is that is that in my own point brett mm -hmm. absolutely it, it, and just the manipulation of how people feel like well you get you don't get to decide how mad uh, or how more mad or less mad somebody can be or how long somebody can be mad for because it affected you and you have a right to be as mad as you want to be mad. You have a right to reject people that haven't corrected anything that they've done to you and you have a right to feel the way you feel and nobody in the family or friend or colleague or circle gets to make you feel guilty for feeling the way you feel when they didn't feel what you felt. <laughs> right. And it's just manipulation, and I stand strong on that. Nothing, not a party, not a wedding, not a funeral, not nothing. Bring nobody back in my circle until you correct what you did, no matter what happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 go to the wedding and stand in the back and nod your head and then find and wait a couple of weeks till, till they get back off a of honeymoon to come and say, hey, I really would. Congratulations on your wedding. I really would like to sit down and have a conversation with you so I can correct it. But I'm not going to go up to the wedding and jump all over you and celebrate with you as if nothing happened until the issue, especially when the issue have not been resolved. And stop uh, um, uh, being manipulated. That's a form of manipulation. And don't let people manipulate you and, and, and allow you uh, uh, and not allow you to feel the way you feel when you're the victim of words or the victim of something that they that was done to you.
and I'm just saying this to you. I'm not saying this out of anger or whatever, but I just notice how society is. Society always get mad with, damn, you ain't have to hit them like that. Well, you don't tell nobody how hard to hit back when they was hit. <laughs> and, and that's just the minute. We was talking about that day before yesterday on something happened, and I, and I just kind of brought it up. I the Buster Rhymes thing where he responded by throwing the water when the girl right. touches, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and they mad at Buster Rhymes for how he responded. He's the victim. Let's go back to let's talk about the girl that 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 uh uh what what she did to him, Maria. She touched his butt. He was. She, looks let's like he let's was talk about mm-hmm. let's talk about that. That's the conversation, not what Buster Rhymes did. The conversation is the girl touching his butt. That's what that's the conversation. And uh, that's one one of the reasons why I love Judge Judy because she go right to the source of 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 how of how it started. But understand that that liars uh, hate people that they can't lie to, and manipulators hate people that they can't manipulate. And don't let nobody manipulate you and make you think you crazy for feeling the way you feel. Be strong and always be willing to reconcile and be willing to forgive out of love, especially when when somebody apologizes to you and it come from a genuine and sincere place. Don't ever forget that. I just want to share that with y'all this morning. Hope y'all take notes of that. All right, y'all, more Rick Smiley Morning Show coming up. Hey, Rick Smiley Morning Show, good morning. Hey, Rick, I'm so terrified right now. Bro, you, bro, come on, man. Hey, man, uh, no, nah, nah, what, what, what you text me? Now? Well, let's talk about it. What you, what you text me last night? What you, what you text, text me? Last night I said I'm looking forward to coming to work tomorrow. Okay, what happened? <laughs> I, it, read read, read it, the text. Go back, hold on. Before, before you tell me what happened. Go back and read the text in, in the in what in, in the three prayer hands. That's what I try to tell you. Well, I go back read. and read it. Read I the text. Read I can't read it right now. Why? Cause I I think I'm blind. <sighs> oh no, Tony. Yeah, for real. What's I wrong? Watching, I had to watch. I had to keep my little uncle last night. You know, my when, uncle. When your, how old is your uncle? He three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I would keep me on last night. <laughs> and I was playing. He liked to play the little game where I look at him in his face and I be I made my eyes cock at <laughs> Right. And my and my grandmama, his mom, told me, she said, Boy, you keep crisscrossing your eyes like that, they're gonna get you gonna be blind. <laughs> are your eyes stuck, cock eyed, or or you they just not can't stuck, see it, but I was drinking while I was watching, and I fell asleep. And I think I fell asleep while my eye was cock at it. And and then when I was, I think I was dreaming. I had a a, a blind dog, and I had a stick. <laughs> and now I'm now, over my eye. I think I might be blind for real. Baby, what is that right? It's something about a stick. I don't I'm know. scared to open up my eyes, shorty, because I had a dream. I was blind for real. Because she kept saying, "You're gonna be blind. You're gonna be blind." And then. I fell asleep, and now I'm scared to open up my eyes, because if, if I open up my eyes, oh. I might be blind in my case. Oh, no but Tony. Just open them up. Open yeah. them up. I'm scared, too, because if oh, I open we're gonna count, we're going to count it down. We're going to count it down. Five. Come on, Rock. Four. Three. Two. two one. Open them up. What? Hold on, let me get my phone in my hand. Hey, Maria, you send me a workout video? I absolutely will. If it will help your vision, Tony, I'm sending them right now. Hold on. You got them open? I'm scared. Now I'm opening them up. She said she's sunny. I I sent it. You got it? Okay, hold on. I'm going to open them up now. God. (laughs) 
in the beninging uh -uh. in the in the bini in the beninging yeah Gary. in the uh, in, in, uh, in the in, in the beninging yeah in 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 the beninging in the beninging is the in the be in the beninging <laughs> in the beginning, let me try to get one of guest speaker at y'all church. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't use him no more. <laughs> I said that's improper. It's improper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the girl was screaming, "Put up a cue card." <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I wanna hip you to the teeth. Mm -mm, it's Gary, baby. Read another nothing. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, hey, Maria. Right, <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody gonna listen to y'all podcast with Gary, with Gary advertising for y'all. <laughs> Baby, they finna run to it. They gonna think you I'm on it. You did a great job, Gary. Thank you, What? Uh, I hate that, homie. <laughs> what, what, what in the reading group number three is going on here? Uh -uh. They had those words capitalized. That means inflected, honey. I inflected what All I right, needed to, honey. Yes, did sir, you hear, honey. You hear Gary no. read? You hear that reading group number three. Yeah, hey, read. You hear Gary read? Then Maria came behind and read too. <laughs> Yeah, Mar boy. We just have boy, different styles. Boy, that'll remind me of Tahiti. The <laughs> good morning, Ringy. Good morning to you. It's Thursday. I feel in the neighborhood, and here's what's happening in the celebrity news, haters. Jermaine Dupri, y'all, baby. He said he's been in the business, y'all, for a very long time, y'all. But in a recent interview, that he responded, y'all, because critics said, y'all, that the producer isn't relevant anymore. Now they're saying JD says that he's still be. very relevant. He said, honey, I done heard Negro say JD ain't relevant no more. He said, I've had a hit record every year that you can think of, honey. So you just don't, honey, even realize it. He said, and here's what he had to say also. Every time I go in Magic City, that song, come on. I spend about 15, 16, 20,000. On the song? One song! Yeah, on that song. I spent $10,000 every Monday night for 10 years straight. Yes, honey. He wait, said, wait, spend ten thousand on the song. How? Like, is he talking about ten thousand producing the song? Uh, spending, I guess, to play it one day. Oh. How, how's that? What is that, Brad? What did he say? He probably just went in the club and spent ten grand on strippers every Monday. Because when you go to the strip club, that's when they play your they play your record. And when you go in the strip club and they playing your record, that's when you know you got a hit. Oh, and oh. I heard that. So what he said yeah, is if he wasn't since, irrelevant, they wouldn't be playing the song. Since the 90s. Oh. So oh, oh. so he's saying do the math. Oh, okay. All we would right, all then. love to be that irrelevant. Yeah, honey. All right, then. We'll and what does it mean to be relevant? I mean, can't That's you evolve to do something else? You ain't going to rap forever. You start other right. business ventures. Like, you're not going to do, you may not want to do stand-up comedy forever, Rick. JD got vegan I mean, ice cream in Walmart across right. the country. Yeah. yeah, and he y'all don't even realize the songs he produced, but I ain't gonna even y'all y'all do your research. Whoever said that is crazy. It's good to yeah. move in silence. Yeah, that be that yep. be that be disrespectful. Young people, they be so disrespectful. You know. Instead of just being <laughs> successful, paying homage to the people that open the doors for you, you got to sit up and just be disrespectful and say and say inflammatory stuff like that. They real bold now. They say whatever mm -hmm. they want to say, but but you you can't correct. Remember, and it that. don't matter because you know what you do and nah. you know what you got and you know who right. you are. So. Exactly.
All right, then moving on, honey. Another celebrity news, y'all. Remy Ma, she's responded, y'all, to that Mike Tyson confession that we heard about a, a while back ago, where they're saying that Mike Tyson, Remy was saying when she was young, she said she went to uh, Mike Tyson's house with Fat Joe, his mansion, and she said, honey, Mike Tyson um opened the door naked because he wanted her. Nah. And, honey, he told um, Fat Joe to leave because he wanted to be with Miss Remy Ma, and he told he would buy her a beautiful convertible Mercedes Benz, honey. And, you know, but Remy, when I was like, honey, she's like, is he crazy? She said, because she was young, and she said she was scared. Mike Tyson opened up the door, buck naked, honey, talking about he wanted to be with her and stuff. But, you know, it's amazing how people could do things back in the day. You think they could still do stuff like that now, Ricky? Would you open the door, buck no. naked, for a woman that you really liked? I ain't never did that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, though. But, you know, this happened to her, and, you know, she said that, you know, she did not take the Mercedes Benz and stuff, and she was, you know, scared at the time or what have you and stuff. So, but... And she uh, was with Fat Joe. She was with Fat Joe. Uh -huh. yeah, you know, yep, and Mike Tyson, honey. Said he really woman, I go over a woman house, she opened up the door naked and offered me a Mercedes Benz or whatever. Uh, I, I would definitely be riding in a Mercedes Benz and not, not what I'm driving now. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that truck is staying sure. in the garage. <laughs> Say what? I said that truck is staying in the garage. <laughs> You know, yeah, they said, what happened to the Ford F-150? Well. Yeah, beat, beat the brakes off of auntie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so congratulations on that. She did not take that car, honey. And, you know, she she like, mm-mm, she was scared. So, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there would have definitely taken it. All right, y'all, my final story, y'all, Kanye West, honey, they're saying that he reported down the paparazzi to the police. Now, they're saying, y'all, Kanye, honey, called the police, honey, after getting into a verbal altercation with the paparazzi. Now, they're saying the rapper pulled up to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's West Hollywood Station and told them, you know, that he was um, being um, hostile, at least harassed y'all from the paparazzi. Now, according to Ye, they said he asked the paparazzi to please y'all stop recording him and his family earlier in that day. But the um, pap, y'all, they said ignored him and things almost turned violent. Now, the police department is currently y'all investigating the incident and what happened. I didn't know you could report the paparazzi. I thought that was a public thing because you out in the public, they could take pictures and oh, do whatever they want. you can report harassment. They're not allowed to violate your personal space and be all up on you like that. I mean, continually following you and you're asking them to stop? I mean, there has to be some limits, don't you think? Well, yeah, but they said also now Kanye was upset because he made it very clear. If y'all going to sit here and take pictures of me, honey, can I get some of this money that y'all get him? So these people sell y'all pictures and stuff, Ricky, when y'all out in the public and stuff, and they get money, and you don't get nothing from it. So Kanye wanted his share of the uh, money from the paparazzi. It so should be some laws, though, Brad. It should be some laws. Uh, I know, but it ain't. Pops. It yeah. ain't, especially in L.A. Oh, God, they're crazy. They jump out the bushes. They, yeah. they make you crash. Uh -huh. They make you have you an accident. They, they crazy. at LAX. Oh, my God, yeah. They just walk up on you with the camera in your face. With the microphone, asking you questions. Wow. They don't know who I am. I, I throw a sheet over my head like a whole ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the whole yeah. ghost. Ooh. <laughs> <right>. Stupid. <laughs> like, who is that? All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite. My Kahlua today, y'all, is winter ash. On the high end, you say winter ash. Uh, and on the low end, you say beautiful gray. That's your Kahlua for the day. You can get summer ash, too, though, right? Can you get summer ash? You, you saying it too. Slow down when you say that, man. You sound like you're saying something else. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the color again? Winter ash. <laughs> oh, winter ash. Yeah. <laughs> said winter ash. <laughs> winter, winter ash. Winter ash. Oh, winter ash. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Ash. Help us, Lord. Y'all ever had some summer yeah. ash? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So it's time to argue. So Monday we got into a debate about the greatest love songs, and we played all these love songs, and then uh, that was for Valentine's Day. Then we had to extend it because it's just too many damn songs. Right? And, and uh, uh, yesterday uh, we ended it with that damn Beauty by Drew Hill. Oh, my God. Uh, that was awesome. So today I was like, okay, so we can't do this without doing the Blue-Eyed Soul version because if anybody know me, know I'm a big fan of Blue Eyes Soul, uh, and I love soft rock. Some some songs I can't play, uh, 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 you know, because I'm a big soft rock fan. When it comes to Fleetwood Mac, Jerry Rafferty, the Eagles, and Steely Dan, uh, uh, me and uh, 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 one of my counterparts, Frank Ski, was having an argument about how much we love soft rock. We was named, we was back to back, and me and Russ Parr get into it about that all the time. We had them soft rock conversations, but so. If, if there are any songs that we left off, you can always hit us up right now at 866-9-RICKY. Hit us up right now. So I'm going to start out with this one. Now, black folks don't really talk about this, but black people listen to this right here. Listen to this. this. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Open up. What y'all know about that? What your love means? Open arms. But don't play with Steve Perry. That's one of the greatest uh, blue eyes soul vocalists of all time. But I got another one for you. Check this out. Check this one out. Anthem. Anthem. Gary. Yes, honey. Is that the original one? I, I don't think it's the original, but, but Simply Red did this yeah, one. Yeah, they played this all the time. But Patty LaBelle killed that one though. Oh, yeah. But wait a minute, but wait a minute, I got one. Here's another one. Hold on. Oh, what? Uh, oh, that's a tearjerker. Come on, How deep is your love? 
saxophone in high school boy Daryl Jeffrey played that one day in the band room I said how the hell did you learn we didn't even have a music for that what, what else we got what else we got what else I'll keep holding you see that one that one that's one keep that's right you're listening to Delilah <laughs> alright what, what else you got check this out check this out check Do not play with Ricky Smiley this morning. They only love you when they're playing. You don't know nothing about dreams. Huh? You can stop right there, y'all. Uh, okay. But hold on, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. Oh boy. Boy, when your mama and daddy were still together. Boy, when a nickel bag was this big. I'm telling y'all, we're doing the blue eyes song version of uh, a greatest love song. So we got to do one. Now, I know we got. Now, this going to blow y'all mind. This one right here. Check this out. Y'all didn't know he was white, did you? Hey! Oh! You tried what? You tried everything, but you don't give in. My world, in my world, only you. Y'all didn't know. Make me do for love. When y'all first realized that he was white, you dropped your cell phone on the floor because you were shocked. That's Bobby Caldwell, man. But look at here. Uh, uh, y'all get at me. If I miss something, 866-9-RICKY-866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Good morning. My favorite Blue Eyed Soul song was Sarah Smile by Hall & Oates. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Michael Bolton, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? <laughs> Tell me how am I supposed to live without <laughs> you? Now that I've been loving you, you so much. <laughs> me. Sarah smile by hollering, oh, Sarah smile. Yeah. Won't you smile a while for me? Careless <laughs> whisper by George Michael. Oh, yeah. And the best one is going to be Robin Thicke, Lost Without You. She hear that one, you're going to hear some clothes dropping the flow. I'm going to have to go, and I don't even know if it's sold, but I'm going to have to go with Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi because that was the ultimate, like, I love you. We're going to struggle together, but we're going to make it together at the end right. of it. That's a cold song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I swear, man, I can listen to Blue Eyes Soul all day. And anybody know me that's been around me, man, no, I be I be rocking those joints, man, all day. Because, you know, because we play, you know, you grew up on uh, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire. But, you, you know, I have to break it up sometimes, especially when I get out down that water, start playing that uh, Yacht Rock Radio <laughs> on Sirius. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, I, I just I just love all this stuff. Uh, if y'all can get through, man, y'all hit us up on our on our website, man. So that was simply red, holding back the years, dreams by Fleetwood Mac, Michael McDonald. I keep forgetting Bobby Cardwell, what you want to do for love, and many more. I right, I'm glad y'all enjoyed that, man. So uh, we we can keep this going. We can do music stuff all day. We need to come up with a a segment where we can play hits that we just don't get to play, Brad. We got to come up with something. Y'all have any ideas? And you really enjoy this segment right here where we just uh, playing some music that we don't get to play on the show that you like to hear, even if it's just a snippet. Uh, get at us, 866-9-RICKY, or hit us up at Ricky Smiley Official or RickySmileyMorningShow.com. All right, y'all, Rick Smiley Morning Show. Uh, uh, Jeff Johnson got three things you need to know. So I do want to talk about uh, kind of what we see happening since this um, a beating of Tyree Nichols and murder of Tyree Nichols in, in Memphis. And there's a lot of conversation about what the Memphis Police Department is doing. Um, some people don't know that, you know, there were a lot of people, a lot of police uh, department uh, scrutiny of, of what kind of reforms they were going to take. And so Memphis was no different. In, in 2020, um, they had they enacted reform measures, um, some policies there, there was they eliminated the use of no knock warrants. Um, there's an organization. Um, called Eight Can't Wait, uh, which really was a campaign to, to limit the use of force by police. Um, there was a de-escalation um, strategy and an intervening process that they went through um, to say that, and it really was about accountability to other officers. So that talked about if another officer is exhibiting excessive force, then it's your responsibility to de-escalate that or stop them. Um, and so th- th- there, were, there were reform measures in place Prior to this happening, um, another thing that I think is interesting, we have to mention, and, and this has been happening since 2020, um, Rick, there has been like an unbelievable decrease in the number of police uh, on especially urban police departments. And so the Memphis Police Department, I think, went from something like t- uh, 2,300 police officers to below 2,000 police officers. Um, if, if you don't think removing three to 400 police officers off the street uh, makes a difference, it does. Um, and what we see in a, is a national trend is that police officers have been leaving urban police departments and going to suburban police departments because suburban police departments pay better. Um, in many cases, you're dealing with less uh, serious violent crime. Um, you're dealing with an easier workday. It's safer. Uh, and they and and again, they pay better. And so I've actually seen suburban police departments go into cities and recruit officers off of urban police departments. Um, and Memphis, again, was a similar incident, a similar similar example of that. What I think the biggest problem is, Rick, and, and I honestly this might sound crazy. I don't care what I hear Memphis or any other city tell me they're going to do. Um, one of the one of the most meaningful um, measures of reform that we saw was um, these dissent decrees uh, that were used by the federal government, especially under the Obama administration, that dealt with pattern and practice. And pattern and practice is important 
because it doesn't deal with single incidents. It says, what is the pattern of a police department? What, is, what does it show that they do over and over again? And what is the practice of that police department been? Mm. So we don't ca- get caught up in single incidents. We're able to say, well, from this year to this year, we saw this. Um, and whether it's this, this excessive, um, this, this, uh, you know, you got these, these teams of officers. Uh, we've, we've seen it in Memphis. A lot of people remember some of these hip hop um, uh, police crews that would be targeting folks, especially in New York and Atlanta and L.A. Um, None of this is new. And I think one of the biggest challenges with the defund police kind of mantra was that people got so caught up in the language of it, they didn't understand some of the spirit of it. And and what I think is meaningful, Rick, is what are we going to continue to ask the police to do and what are we going to ask the police not to do? Right. Every time an officer, I don't care whether it's a predominantly black department or white department, Latinx department, I don't care what the race is. If you keep asking police to control people um, and to monitor people, then you give them the sense that they are there to be zookeepers in urban communities um, that are protecting the world from the poor underclass. Or they believe that they have ultimate power, and anytime you even question it within the law, that their job is to put you back in your place. Slave That's Patrol. What That's what. What's training. the name from? Uh, they used to be on ESPN. What's the name? Uh, uh, the, the left ESPN. Slave oh, Jamel Hill. Hill. Yes, sir. Slave yeah. Patrol. Yes, sir. So you're so absolutely listen, right, Jeff. Like, until we change, what are we? What are we? And I think that's what that movement was about. What are we funding police to do? I don't I don't really hear most people saying just in the police. It's what are we actually having them do and how do we take money that's been used for police departments, remove responsibility of mental health calls, remove responsibility of of, of school stuff like so the, the other part of it, Rick, is you cannot police violence to an end. We got to stop acting like people in our community want to be violent. Like there's some inherent DNA flaw in who we are that says we want to be violent. Poverty creates violence, not our DNA. Poverty creates a place where if you show people long enough that other people have stuff and you don't, people who don't and feel like they are denied access to it are going to take it. There's going to be warfare because people who don't have are angry. They want stuff because naturally people should have basic needs. Violence is not an inherent DNA flaw. It is a byproduct of poverty. So you can't police violence away. You got to opportunityize. That ain't a word, but you understand what I'm saying. Violence to a place where how many of y'all know kids that take guns to school because the reality that they live in is that they feel like they got to protect themselves. We know kids that don't take guns to school because they ain't worried about that because it's not a part of the community that they live in. And so you got babies who are literally afraid and end up being in violent confrontation, not because they want to be violent, not because they think, because they understand often violence is a tool to make sure don't nobody ever mess with me again. Violence is a tool to make sure I protect myself. And so if we don't deal with the poverty reality, we're going to keep talking about police. Um, 
and, 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 and we're not going to get there. Let me talk real quick. Um, we still don't know, Rick, what the motive was of the shooter in Michigan State. Literally, nobody has been able, police haven't been able, law enforcement hasn't been able to say what the motive is. And so this 43-year-old shooter, we still don't know why these folks are injured and dead. And I think that's the X factor. Um, so we'll be, I think we'll be talking about that as we go on. So before I get out of here, man, I, I have got to get in on this a little bit and just say, you know, discover the catalogs of the Doobie Brothers, the BGs, David Bowie, oh, oh, John yeah. B., um, Robert Palmer, man, has some joints. Boy, come on now. Come on now. Um, and, and I know a lot of people was like, the reason we all knew who some of these white folks were because we watched MTV. So you right. were introduced sometimes to the song. We didn't listen to white radio. We watched MTV, and it wasn't a lot of black people on there. So Wait, we, we was we waiting learned. on the uh, uh, Michael Jackson Thriller video and the Marvin Gaye Sexual Healing video. Yeah, or Prince. Uh, uh, Prince. Um, uh, Alexander O'Neill and Sherelle. <laughs> Billy Ocean. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but listen john coker got some too man oh you yeah. are so beautiful is uh is a killer so listen what we realize and a lot of soft rock rick is crazy soulful you yeah. got crazy musicianship and soul. like uh say a prayer by duran duran man listen yeah. and um, billy ocean so had not. the first uh wave nouveau <laughs> the first one <laughs> Back when you had a Jerry Curl. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Jerry Curl. It a Jerry Curl that advanced about a wave. You, wave I did well, have a wave a nouveau, and, a, and then I got a Hawaiian silky. Hawaiian silky. <laughs> I thought yours didn't take, though. It didn't take. They had to sit me under the dryer when they That's put the relaxer in to get it to mix it at the house. Hey, bye, Joe. Bye, hey, Joe. Have a nice day. Your segment was going good until now. Bye, Joe. You got to sit under the dryer to get it to break. With man, go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> We got fixing. We got. That's why it's didn't take. It did, it did Rob. I promise to God. I promise to God. That's true. Uh, 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 Dot, Dot Butler and uh, Doc Sullivan, rest his soul, uh, used to put that perm in my head and put a plastic cap over my head and sit it under the, sit me under the dryer in order for it to, to break my hair down. My hair was nappy as a sheep's ass. <laughs> Picture G. Oh, yes, man, it is about that time for Fixing Jesus with the one and only Twan360. Twan, good morning. Ricky, good morning. In today's Fixing Jesus, the word says, come as you are, but one church mother says, not at her church. While addressing the women of the congregation, Ricky, mother said, the only bosom that she wishes to see is that of her own or Jesus himself. Take a listen. I ain't never been gay. One man ain't never won was a woman. And I don't want to see your chest. If I want to see a chest, I go home and look in the mirror. I got one. I don't want to see your chest. And these men don't want to see your chest. Come to your chest up. Yes, we do want. Yes, we do, Mother Edith. We do want to see. Speak for yourself. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Not Mother Edith. <laughs> Mother Edith, we disagree. Mother Edith. <laughs> we want to see it all, Mother Edith. We disagree. What church is this? 
send me yeah. the info. I got we you. Go. You got the name of the church. Yeah, I can't tell you right we now. We will though. be there for 11 o'clock service Sunday. Yes, sir. <laughs> we want to see what you're talking about, Mother Edith. Twan, let everybody know how they can see this video. Go right to my social media pages at Twan360. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. More Rick's Mountain Morning Show coming oh, up. Yeah. Brett, what you got? This is either a clever life hack or the most disturbing thing you'll ever hear about your grandmama or your granddaddy. Now, seniors at the Villages Retirement Community in Florida are supposedly tying loofahs, y'all. You know, the things you wash your body with in the shower, they tying loofahs yeah. to the top of their cars and doors to let people know that they are indeed swingers. Oh, oh. About, oh God. Now, different color... <laughs> Different color loofahs supposed to mean different things, y'all. So, for example, a purple loofah on your car means you like to watch, okay? Mm. And a teal loofah means that you swing both ways. Now, not everyone's convinced that it's really a thing, though, but seniors are tying loofahs to their cars, no question. But there's another explanation that is kind of innocent. The same rumor about swinging made the rumors on Reddit a while back, and someone claimed to work at the village's way in. They said it doesn't mean they're swinging. It's just to find help <laughs> where their cars are parked in the parking lots and the loofahs help make it easier. Or that's just grandma's cover story and she really down mm. for the get down. So, <laughs> Well, I got a, uh, I put a rag in my, uh, hanging out my gas tank. <laughs> what the, oh my God. What, and what that mean? I like them older and natural. <laughs> oh, you stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to connect it to. Yeah, I just, I, I don't. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, so they doing loop. <laughs> do a rag. What am I? Ripped in a ripped. No. Yeah. No. 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 no they Be say careful. face cloth down south. Yeah, we say wash rag. Wash rag. Yes, sir. Oh, the natural. Blow your horn. Pull over and just uh, slide you my business card. That's best. Yeah. Brett, so. Okay, so Fax me What's your that? hysterectomy receipts. <laughs> oh. Hey, wait. Okay. You need to fax me your hysterectomy receipts. Oh, I need to see that sure. things been taken care of. Mm-hmm. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Got Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Thursday morning news. Peyton Gendron, who pleaded guilty to murdering 10 people in a supermarket in Buffalo last May, was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole yesterday. Gendron admitted that he drove 300 miles with an AR-15 rifle to carry out the attack in a black neighborhood. Erie County Court Judge Susan Egan had this to say. There is no place for you or your ignorant hateful and evil ideologies in a civilized there can be no mercy for you no understanding no second chances the damage you have caused is too great and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community you will never see the light of day as a free man ever again Yep, Gendron is 19 wow. years old. Wow. 
In other news, one person was killed and three others injured in a shooting on Wednesday night at a mall in El Paso, Texas, causing a chaotic scene. The gunfire took place inside the Cielo Vista Mall, which sits next to a Walmart where a shooting in 2019 killed 23 and left nearly two dozen more injured. Two people, both male, were taken into custody. Police have not commented on possible motives. So far this year, Ricky, there have been more than 70 mass shootings across the U.S. Mm. Lastly, two panels of expert advisors to the Food and Drug Administration have unanimously recommended that the agency allow over-the-counter sales of Narcan, the nasal spray that reverses an opioid overdose. The life-saving spray is currently used mostly by emergency responders and health professionals. An estimated 107,000 people died in 2021 of overdoses of opioids, including the synthetic fentanyl. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick rundown of stories we're following this morning. For more news and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? What it do, Maria? Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, man, celebrating their Super Bowl 57 victory with a massive parade in KC. Lots of beer chugging, having a great time with all the Chiefs fans. MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes spoke to the crowd. Before we started this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. We ain't done yet. So I'll make sure to hit y'all back next year, and I hope the crowd's the same. Appreciate y'all. Let's go, baby. Yeah. He Patrick was a little tipsy, man. You dragging them words a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he chucked about a few of them bad yeah, them boys. Cold, some cold uh, beer. Everyone's favorite tight end, Travis Kelsey, also spoke. This was the best season of my life. I owe it to you guys. I owe it to the guys on this stage. I owe it to everybody in Chiefs Kingdom and the organization that we've been able to create. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't know this until now. Believe that feel that and it's Chiefs Kingdom forever, baby. We love y'all. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Hey, shout out to Tiger Woods. He returns to the golf course today. The Genesis Invitational. He tees off at 3.04 Eastern time. His first PGA Tour event in seven months. Always good to see Le Tigre back on the golf course, man. It's my quick sports support right there. Follow me on social media at Rock T Holla. Brett got the hot spot. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and all right, so Rick's Mountain the Morning Show. It is time for the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brett Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Today's Black History Spotlight is on Harry Belafonte. Although he is a legendary singer and actor, Harry Belafonte is also known as a humanitarian and civil rights activist. Belafonte was the first African-American to win an Emmy for an evening with Harry Belafonte. Around this time, Belafonte became involved with the civil rights movement. He was good friends with Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and is credited with financing the Freedom Rides in 1963. During his career, Belafonte served as a cultural advisor to the Peace Corps and UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador and a U.S. Ambassador to the Bahamas. He received the National Medal of Arts in 1994, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2000, and the BET Humanitarian Award at the 2006 BET Awards. Today Today we salute the legendary Harry Belafonte. 
All right, you guys. Uh, oh, it's being reported that the niece of Chandra Delicious Davis was one of the three students killed at the Michigan State University on Monday evening after uh, at the shooting. You know, the shooting after the shooting, Delicious wrote, my beautiful niece, Ariel Diamond, is a student at Michigan State University. She was in her classroom um, in the same building as the active shooter, and we have not heard from her. Um, and it was later reported that the 19-year-old Ariel was killed in the shooting. According to USA Today, Ariel was a sophomore who wanted to become a pediatric doctor. Uh, she lived off campus at her maternal grandmother's house, a woman named April Davis. So that is so sad. Oh, my goodness. Mm. All right, y'all. Uh, the main reason I would never go on a TV show, Naked and Afraid, is because I would be terrified of having my genitalia exposed to the elements for that long. What? <laughs> A Sunday season wow. premiere just reinforces that fear because a guy had his private burned, y'all, by hot coals. Oh, come on, man. Okay, they doing I'm all the, that on that show? Listen, on the episode, Sam Mauser and his fellow contestant, they slept too close to a campfire and it started spitting out coals. <laughs> One of them landed right on his joint. And he deserved it. Burning him. That's that's a real. Luckily for him, he claimed it wasn't too painful, but I just don't understand how that's yeah. not painful. And the next day, a medic oh. put some disinfectant on it to clean him Have you up. ever watched that show? That's what you get. It, yeah, it's for so going stupid. on there. That's what you get. It's so stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I got a you silly. You walk around naked eating bugs and stuff. What you say, Rock T? I got a silly doggone Rock T joke. That's a real hot dog. <laughs> that, was, that was so man law violation. Oh, no, it wasn't out uh, for him. No. Kay. He was saving that one. Uh, Super Dave, come get your boy. Okay, was that a man law violation? No, no. That was, yeah. <laughs> just, was, you, oh, yeah you thought about man. it too much. Yeah, you honey. visualized hot it. Dog, no, hot dog, hot diggity dog. That <laughs> man going on. <laughs> wow. For the first time ever, <laughs> adults in the U.S. y'all will spend more time watching digital content on platforms like Netflix, TikTok, and YouTube more than traditional TV. Regular TV in 2023 will average under three hours a day. Now it ain't going to be the same when I watch it with my granddaughter. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Hot dog. Hot dog, hot diggity dog. Oh, yeah. Nah, it ain't gonna be the same. Not with me and Storm. Sit down and watch. Hey, watch it, man. Shut up, man. Netflix. Stop. Oh my God, please. Netflix and YouTube are leading the way when it comes to digital video viewing. People are watching about thirty-three minutes of each per day. Now you got that dang old song in my sing head. It, sing it, I'm like not it. singing the hot diggity dog song. <laughs> And TikTok viewing among adults is climbing sharply. One analyst says, quote, the lines between social entertainment have blurred and TikTok is now coming for the bigger screen video players. And last but not least, I want y'all to come uh, to Walmart this Saturday and come see me and the real BB Judy, my wife, as we uh, do our hairline collection thing. Uh, yes. Kaleidoscope by the Brad. We're going to be there from 1 to 4 in Decatur West Greater on Memorial Drive. We're giving away money, $1,500, gift cards. Uh, we, meeting and, we meeting and greeting people, taking pictures, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that stuff. And get I your Kaleidoscope you, by the Brad. The I'm new hair collection, so- the styling collection, and I'm so proud of it. And I'm so Brad, grateful to God. And thank you. Yes. Brad, I'm so proud of you. And I, and I was trying to get you to talk about it on the show two weeks ago. I said, man, I saw uh, I your, your, I follow you on Instagram. You be so shy about it. It be so much going on, though. You know, I'm just, yeah, you want to throw Brett, my- 
Brad, you ought to be really proud of yourself. The things that you and Judy are, are accomplishing and, and things that y'all are doing together. Uh, I'm, I just want to say personally, I'm really proud of you. And uh, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. So y'all come out to Walmart this Saturday, 1 to 4, so we can check y'all out and give y'all some hugs and kisses and some free brat bandanas and all kind of stuff. Ooh, I'm on the way, Jack. I'm on the way. <laughs> That's going to wrap up the hot spot right there, y'all. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.